I'm Halima Atta, and welcome back to another episode of A Little Perspective. I feel like I haven't written an episode out like in depth in a really long time, probably because my last episode was an interview, so I kind of just wrote questions down and ran with it. If you didn't listen to that, you should definitely listen to it now because it was really fun to record and it was really entertaining to listen to, so definitely listen to it. But anyways, today we're back to my regularly scheduled written out program. So I was on TikTok the other day as it's essentially a part of my daily routine and I came across a video where there were like these three siblings showcasing their success in academics. So they were all in graduate programs at like Harvard and Yale. So really prestigious schools clearly worthy of acclaim because they got like hundreds and thousands of likes. So when I opened the comments though, I was very displeased to be greeted by a bunch of people commenting like abolish affirmative action or they only got in because of affirmative action mind you these three students were all black and it completely robbed me of my excitement my secondhand excitement that i felt for them the fact that these comments even existed in the multitude that they did really sparked a, a concern in me though why do so many people hate affirmative action is it a crime to want to promote minority involvement in a country founded on minority exclusion Continue listening for a discussion on those exact questions, and better yet, my debunking of the minority privilege myth. So to start off with an excerpt from the Center for American Progress, affirmative action can be defined as a narrowly tailored practice of considering race and ethnicity as part of a holistic evaluation of a student's application. I think that was kind of a stuffy word, like stuffy way of describing it. They just kind of put in a lot of fluff. So to describe it in my own way, the affirmative action program is kind of a way for schools, I think colleges more specifically, to grant opportunities to groups that would otherwise be underrepresented due to racial and ethnic disparities. Due to the presence of such a large debate on the need for affirmative action, I was sure, well at least on TikTok, I was sure that I would end up spending at least like 10 minutes or so defining just what it is because I mean something so controversial must be complex, right? Well, that was not the case because this really isn't that complex of an ideal or of a program. Grant opportunities to those who would otherwise be underrepresented. Like, what's the problem with that? And that's an observation I made. An observation I've made throughout like these comment sections where affirmative action is being debated is that Those in opposition to it are widely unfamiliar with how it works, how it plays a role in the admissions process. Individuals in the comment section of that TikTok I mentioned were very, very quick to say that those three black students were too underqualified to get into schools like Harvard and Yale, and that it's racism because people get into schools because of their race. It's racist. And this claim is insanely flawed for a multitude of reasons to start. No, race is not the sole factor deciding whether or not you will get into into a prestigious university. And to say that one can literally get accepted into a university like Yale solely off of their race is just a bizarre statement. If that was the case, I would be at Harvard right now, despite not even earning all of my high school credits yet. The thing is, affirmative action is in place to make sure that these once segregated places of academic prosperity are institutions for all, all people which translates to the fact that it takes strong qualifications to promote strong minority representation. Meaning, affirmative action doesn't seek to improve admissions for people on the basis of race alone, but it rather seeks to admit people who meet academic qualifications while incorporating a multitude of ethnic backgrounds to promote a diverse and educated population, emphasis on the and. 
it would really just be forced and performative diversity. I don't know if that's a term, performative diversity, but to just admit people into schools using only race and race only as a main factor. If anything, that would build an uneducated minority population, which is clearly not the goal of any of these programs. So to say that affirmative action is racist because it incorporates race into the admissions process is a very flawed argument. And not to mention, underrepresentation of minorities is still an issue that runs rampant on these campuses. And a lot of people that um, think that affirmative action is wrong and flawed have the mentality that just because there's a program in place that exists to help people of color, that their people of color will face no more systemic issues at all like because affirmative action exists no no racism like that's that's how they think and it's crazy because underrepresentation of minorities is still a very prevalent issue people are really quick to say that affirmative action is just taking away diversity because it robs white people of representation yes i've heard that argument but no underrepresentation still remains an issue Something called the Black Student Enrollment Disparity can be observed in colleges throughout the entire country. According to the Center for American Progress, yet again, Black students constituted 50% of the 2015-2016 to high school graduates in Mississippi, but were just 12.9% of the University of Mississippi undergraduates. See, this issue would just be amplified if affirmative action initiatives were abolished completely, quite literally erasing progress. But the whole debate surrounding the presence of affirmative action programs kind of reduces the spotlight on a much, much more flawed practice, that of legacy programs. A legacy student is defined as someone who has one or more parent that attended and or graduated from the institution to which the student is applying. Looking at this definition alone, there seems to be no reason why that would influence one's admission to a school, but this title yields a ton of benefits for those who own it. Based on an article by The Atlantic, it has been estimated to double or quadruple one's chances of getting into a highly selective school, and has been found to be roughly equivalent to a 160-point boost on the SAT, which is a lot. So, hello, why why is this not being discussed on the same scale that affirmative action is? Because being a legacy student is literally like a point multiplier in a game except the reward is credit from prestigious universities and colleges, and the players are already privileged students. It's pretty outwardly racist to me that so many people choose to ignore the many, many flaws showcased in this practice to instead attack a program that helps underrepresented groups. After researching legacy programs and how they operate, it really just got me thinking, why do they still exist? And of course, it's America. It's all linked to money. Legacy students are typically from successful backgrounds, which means greater wealth, which yet again translates to an opportunity for these schools to garner more money through alumni donations. And we all know America values money and the chance to obtain more property over economic and racial diversity in their campuses. So in my opinion, the real college admissions flaw we should be focusing on is the legacy program. These programs are constituted by way more underqualified students who get an advantage because of their wealth, which just promotes the superiority of the already successful and rich. And that's not just to say that people that are legacy students are dumb and that they don't deserve their spot, but rather having a parent that went to a school shouldn't give you an automatic advantage because... I mean, intellect isn't completely hereditary. I mean, I know there's probably some study done to disprove at least like a quarter of what I just said, but the general gist here is that 
just having connections to a smart person shouldn't like automatically give you a spot because chances are there is someone else who has even better qualifications than you is even more academically gifted who just doesn't get that spot who might just be a minority because affirmative action doesn't completely dispel all racial disparities and issues in the country which is another reason why people opposed to affirmative action tend to believe that there's nothing wrong with the legacy program like you have um the quote-unquote advantage of being a minority so i have the advantage of being successful and rich so i'm going to use it to obviously my advantage and get a spot at harvard when in reality you really can't compare the two because one of them is just you could use your money and your you know, connections to get you in anywhere else. But a lot of these minorities are still struggling because, as I said before, the whole racial disparity thing, I forgot the name specifically, but I mentioned it before, that whole racial disparity where there's more students that graduated from high schools than undergrad programs in Mississippi, that the fact that that exists, but affirmative action also does, just means that affirmative action isn't the solution to every single racial problem. So it's just a huge flaw in the argument that because affirmative action exists, legacy should too. Because affirmative action isn't dispelling every single racial racial issue in the country. Whereas with legacy students, they're already connected and tied to successful people who already have garnered tons and tons of wealth. Something I've seen discussed throughout these affirmative action debates is something called minority privilege or black privilege, like a combination of the two. I do not know who coined that term, but it is a myth and I'm here to debunk it. A rebuttal used by many of those in opposition to affirmative action is that HBCUs exist and people can get into colleges based off of race, so it's unfair and it's racist. Um, By the way, HBCU stands for Historically Black College or University. With this argument, people fail to recognize the origins of these programs and schools because in reality, they exist due to systemic oppression. On February 25th, 1837, Cheney University of Pennsylvania became the nation's first ever HBCU, the first institution of higher learning for black individuals in America. And considering that there was a multitude of, uh, there were a multitude of historical developments pertaining to education for black Americans, that had to be made up until like 1965. This is relatively, this is a relatively recent breakthrough. There are still firsts being accomplished by black Americans today that white Americans reached in the 18th century. And it's crazy to me because it shows that programs like affirmative action weren't just created to further a myth called black privilege. These things were stemmed from systemic racism because it's so extensive. And a lot of times people that are opposed to maintaining and just keeping affirmative action and HBCUs, policies like that, programs like that in place tend to say, well, racism isn't uh, alive in this country anymore because slavery is done. And I've covered this before in depth. I'm not going to go on a tangent or like on a ramble about this because I could. But to sum it up, systemic racism is very real. And the horror of it is that Racism is the was the founding ideology of this country, and even though slavery might be outlawed today, even though you might you won't find I hope you won't find slaves in America today, systemic racism is very real and it seeps into many different facets of daily life, which education plays a big role in. And due to that very unfortunate, unfair historical background, programs like affirmative action need to be in place to secure the fairness of college admissions. Because as I've stated 
numerous times in the past 10 minutes, there are a lot of disparities faced by black students, Hispanic students, just minorities in general, when looking at the college admissions process as compared to their white counterparts across the country. And even though I would like to tell myself that racism isn't a thing, it's still very prevalent, especially in the educational aspect of America. So when people try to rally for the abolition of programs like affirmative action, they're really failing to recognize that it's literally responsible for so many, so much progress within when you're talking about like racial disparities and issues faced in the education realm of America due to the fact, and that's just sad because one tiny little program, one very narrow practice is upholding so much progress in the country that if it was to be abolished, if it were to be abolished, that so much, so many things would be reversed. A lot of people would be underrepresented, would be robbed of their ability ability to even attend these really prestigious universities and schools, which is it's just really sad, but it's unfortunately the reality of the, the horrors of systemic racism in this country. So again, when people try to say that black privilege is a thing because programs like affirmative action on their own exist, they fail to realize that these programs exist because students faced exclusion in the past. Black people were denied entry admission into 90% or even probably more of universities in, the, in in America to the point where they had to create their own universities that they would not get excluded from. So when someone brings up quote unquote black privilege because it's not a real thing in terms of admission, the admissions process and you know the whole educational sector of the country, I am completely blindsided. Like where? Mm, I don't see it. Like where? Where is it? Because that actually reminds me. Earlier this week, or literally yesterday, I was on TikTok as I always am, and a video came up because Olivia Jade, Lori Laughlin's, I hope that's how you pronounce her last name. I don't know, but her daughter, the whole college admission scandal. I shouldn't have to like. I shouldn't have to explain the story because it was pretty prevalent throughout the news in the past two years or so. But essentially, she was on Red Table Talk with Jada Pinkett Smith and her family, kind of addressing everything that happened, how her parents got arrested for all of their crimes related to getting her into these prestigious universities that she didn't really earn her spot in. And that kind of is a nod to quote unquote black privilege. Where is it in instances like that? Because when I see Olivia Jade, a white individual, get her have her parents get off with a year maximum of jail time, it just shocks me to my core because if it was a black male whose parents were responsible for that for that they would have been incarcerated immediately at least five years it would have been a lot a much more significant jail time and punishment and that's where black privilege really just is non-existent of course it's not a real thing but especially in situations like that because this all re- this whole privileging relates to admissions and how much these students can get away with. The fact that Olivia Jade was on red table talk, facing no jail time, her parents faced barely any jail time for these heinous crimes that they committed in terms of unfairness in the educational system, which is sworn to be fair and perfect for all students of all backgrounds. It's just, it's very, it's very confusing. And on the topic of privilege and unfairness, it really gets me thinking that the people I mentioned in the very beginning of this episode, so the three black individuals that I saw who were prospering at Harvard and Yale were just 
bombarded with comments like, oh, you only got in because you're black or you only got in because of affirmative action. You're underqualified. They're completely discredited of all of the hard work that they put in to even get into these prestigious universities. Whereas people like Olivia Jade, obviously before this scandal kind of reached a public eye, students that get in because of legacy programs, these point multipliers, are not asked any types of questions. Their intellect isn't questioned at all. It's very outwardly racist and it just really shows you that black privilege is not a thing. And if it was, people that were just black and simply existing, being prosperous in their academics, they would not be getting questioned and their their intellect wouldn't be getting questioned by a bunch of random people on the internet. It's very unfair and I wish it could, I just, it just sucks that it has to be a thing that exists because no matter how hard, um, for using me as an example, no matter how hard I work, let's say if I get into like Harvard, there's going to be somebody that's questioning like, oh, she only got in because uh, the school wants diversity points. When it completely discredits me, or this is a hypothetical, when it completely discredits people that work insanely hard to get where they are and just reduces them to, you know, a statistic, which is very unfair because it's not something that we see in these white counterparts. Moving on, though. Taking away programs like affirmative action and HBCUs means reducing strong minority representation, which is clearly a negative for the country, for society as a whole. And with that being said, I hope that you were able to learn something completely new about affirmative action, about college admissions, and about the myth of minority privilege. Make sure to tune in next week for a new episode, and I'll see you on Thursday for another episode of Little Perspective.